Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. So what kind of training did you have to undertake to become an exorcist? Well, let me tell you how I became an exorcist, which I think you might, might find interesting. You know, as you said, I'm a licensed psychologist, so about 15 years ago, uh, the Cardinal called me and said, someone's requesting an exorcism and, and would like you as a psychologist to evaluate the person. So I said, fine. So I evaluated the person. I said, you know, it's not a psychological problem. I think you need an exorcist. So, so the Cardinal said, okay, he asked three different priests uh, to do it, and none of them would. And I said, well, well, give it to me. I said, I'll do it. I said, how hard can it be? That was kind of dumb and naive, but 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 nonetheless, uh, that's how I started. And you basically, the best way is to learn from a senior exorcist, you know, on-the-job training where someone who has been doing it for years and a wise old priest uh, to train you, which I had when I was very fortunate. Uh, there are programs now, one in uh, Chicago, one in Rome, and actually we at our center in D.C. train uh, exorcists too. Uh, so there are places to go, but primarily, in addition to sort of the book work, you, you're training under a senior exorcist. Of of all the people that you have trained and uh, the exorcists you've performed, is there something you have learned that you didn't know when you started? Well, it, it reinforces the truths of the faith. Uh, the, one of the most important things I tell people, because even new exorcists, they get frightened. They say, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? And uh, am I going to be protected? I say, yeah, you'll be protected, mostly. Uh, for example, in the midst of an exorcism, it's not uncommon that the person will manifest and just lunge at me and throw their arms I want to strangle me. But they, they stop about six inches from my face. Like there's a, a wall there, which there is. There's a spiritual wall. Sure. They can't strangle me. But, but I say that the most important thing to learn is to trust in Jesus. I said, you know, people... It's interesting, people get frightened by Satan because they have a kind of a dualistic notion of, of the universe. Like there's God, there's Satan, and they're both equal. Ah, nonsense. There is one God, Satan is a creature, and he can only do what God allows him to do. So he's a chained beast. Uh, so don't, you, don't be afraid of Satan. You just trust in the Lord, trust in Jesus, and you'll, you'll sleep just fine. Are there other priests with you in the exorcist setting when it starts? Yes, we have uh, two other priests who uh, work uh, pretty much, uh, you know, one works full-time and one part-time. And then we have a whole group of priests who do a lot of deliverance work of, of uh, cases that are not fully possessed. So, but yeah, we work in teams. Uh, uh, we don't work by ourselves. We have another priest present, and we have a group of lay people who are prayer warriors, spiritual directors, uh, restrain the person if needed for their safety. Uh, so the laity are, are a, an important part of our team. If you would, Monsignor, kind of describe the scene to us when you walk into the room. Is it a bedroom? Is the person in the bed? Are they chained no. up? What's it like? No, we uh, we uh, it's a chapel. We uh, typically it's a chapel, uh, a, a quiet chapel, though away from the the public eye. And uh, most of the times the person's seated. Uh, but if if they're going to really start thrashing bad, we'll sometimes start them lying on a mat, or or they can't even be restrained by some individuals from the beginning, uh, and we'll start praying over them. and And the sessions take about one to two hours, uh, and there are all different degrees of possession. You know, the fully possessed people really often and usually start thrashing pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, lesser cases, uh, there'll be some demonic reaction, but it's not quite as extreme. 
the guttural sounds that we heard in the movie The Exorcist, does that happen? Um, it's interesting. Basically, so, yeah, sometimes and people will still scream and they'll start vomiting and uh, and uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, you'll you'll hear a satanic voice coming forward. Uh, that, how, the 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 movies was a little bit Hollywood, you know, uh, but. Uh, you do end up, that's one of the ways we do discernment, is you see this personality come forward, which is incredibly evil, and it sounds like a demon, and it is. And for example, one guy, well, one of our, there are other signs, too. For example, we had one person who woke up in the morning with these, it looked like a claw mark on their back. Oh, it looked geez. like a huge beast took their claw and raked across the, their back five, you know, five uh, claw marks, about two feet long, and and about two inches wide, and it looked really ugly, and and it looked like, uh, a, again, a beast had clawed their back. In fact, they had. I mean, that's one thing I'll ask the pe- uh, people who say they're possessed. I said, do you have any unusual uh, bruises or or scratches? And uh, many times, the possessed will. Is there a common trait among those who are possessed? Uh, no, I would say uh, you know. We, Sometimes they're uh, and sometimes they're very professional people. We have people, lawyers and and uh, people with professional degrees, and many times people come in and say, "I I never would have believed this stuff, uh, but until it happened to me." Monsignor, until they're exercised, once they're possessed, does is it like full time? No, and that's why uh, typically they'll they'll seem to be fine, but then when they try to do something holy, for example. Oftentimes people will have demons and they're not quite, they don't really know it uh-huh. until, until they do something that demons don't like. So uh, here's a typical question. I ask two questions. Uh, I try to uh, solve these uh, questions for people who come to us. Why you and why now? In other words, why you? Why, why might you have demons? What, what was the open door? And then why now? Why are you manifesting now? And typically why they're manifesting now is, they they convert, they go back to the church, they start practicing the sacraments, and the demons hate that. Or they'll be, want to become a priest or a sister, or they'll they'll be trying to go to church, and uh, and the demons went nuts of them stepping into a Catholic church uh, and trying to receive the Eucharist. They just had this revulsion uh, to it because the demons can't ha- can't stand it. Can they answer the question why them? Why it happens to them? Do they know? Well, we sit there and we work on that. We we talk about let's let's look at your history. I mean, what, what were you doing and what have you done? And uh, sometimes they'll have done things themselves, you know, uh, using occult stuff, serious sins, uh, and and that sort of stuff in their background. Other times they'll be part maybe in their family. For example, we had someone who was possessed and her family was doing abortions. Well, uh, you know, it you you learn that a, 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 sadly that an abortion is a, a grave evil and it invites in demons so her family was doing abortions and she got massively possessed it took 5 years oh, uh, to to uh, liberate her now when they get possessed i had always heard too that if you're an alcoholic or you're on drugs or something like that you're more apt to get possessed is that true We've had uh, uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. Yes, I mean it's a, again a vulnerability. Usually, it takes, frankly, a, a more than that. Usually, I've found that those who are alcoholics or drug addicts who are possessed, they not only do that, they stop practicing their faith, and 
they'll start doing some occult stuff. You know, they'll there'll be one guy was going to all these uh, uh, demon possessed places and infestations, and so usually there's a combination of those kinds of human weaknesses plus some sort of occult behavior. That's amazing. Now, when you liberate them, mm-hmm. how do you know you've succeeded? Well, sometimes it's pretty obvious. We, you know, we had a woman in a tough case recently, and uh, it took about six months. By the grace of God, she was liberated. And boy, what a difference. Uh, you know, you, when you saw her before, she looked, uh, she didn't look good. I mean, she looked haggard. She looked bad. Yeah. And it just, it just, when you prayed over her, she went nuts. And it was, it was, the whole thing was ugly. She had scratches and the whole thing. You know, it was it was ugly, and now we pray over. She just looks there, sits there, and smiles at you. And and she looks, you know, twenty years younger, and there's just a certain joy on her face, and she doesn't react to the prayers, and uh, so her whole demeanor has changed. She looks great. I mean, she's she got a life back. That's one of the joys of this ministry, by the way, is that people get their lives back, and it's uh, a, a joy to see that. And I find it very uh, satisfying a uh, ministry to to help people. In your opinion. Tell us about Satan. We we know what the Bible has said. Yeah. Who the heck is this thing? Yeah, well, people, the, the, I'm very concerned about people's perspective today. I had a young man come to us who uh, had a demonic problem, and and he had this tattoo of a demon on his hip. And I said, well, why did you do that? Yeah, exactly. And he said, well, I thought it would make me a better person. I said, what? I said, you know, this the new generation are not learning the basic truths of the Christian faith. You know, God is God. There is one God. God is good. God loves you. God cares. God forgives. You know, hang on to his son, Jesus, and you'll be fine. And and Satan is ugly, evil, bad. You know, and lots of people say, well, you know, Satan's really misunderstood. You know, he's a really nice person, and, and he's going to give me all these powers. And, and, and I've had many people come to me and say they're Satanists, I you know, several, and or practicing witchcraft or all that kind of stuff, which allies you to Satan. And they don't really realize who Satan is. First of all, Satan is a massive narcissist. I, as a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I chide the demons in the middle of a session. I'll say, you know, I, I said, you look at him and say, you know, does Satan love you? And they go, they go, they grit their teeth and say, no. I said, does Jesus love you? They, they grit their teeth and say, yes. Huh. He made, you know, Reluctantly he say. Yeah, say. reluctantly. They grit their teeth. And I say, well... You made a bad choice, didn't you? They go, yes. You know, they they admit uh, it. Yeah, they know. Well, I, 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 I force them to. I say, in Jesus' name, I command you to tell me the truth. I, Did you make a bad choice? They go, yes. And then I say, uh, I say, would you change if you could? And they said, no. They would not? That's a mystery of evil. See, yeah, they realize that they made a bad choice. They're suffering because of it, but they still wouldn't change it. They hate God. And uh, and that's all there is in, in hell is hatred. Satan is a narcissist; doesn't care about you. He is uh, hates you. And one of the reasons why you do not want to go to hell, a variety of reasons, but because he will. In hell, Satan is not chained anymore, and he will do with you as he pleases. And it's, it's going to be ugly. Would you say, Monsignor, that of all the years you've been doing this, that evil is on an uptick as opposed to going down? Well, it's hard to I mean, it's hard to measure that. Uh, certainly, I see a lot of bad signs. I mean, first of all, I want you to know I'm, I'm a veteran. I love this country in America. I think it's the best country in the history of the world. And I think we have a special, a special calling uh, to promote f- 
freedom, equality, justice, kindness, and compassion, which I think we often, many times do. But there are some signs today that that are, are troubling in this country, and that's the rise of violence, uh, discord, um, hatred. Uh, these are all signs of Satan. Satan is the, is the, the one who causes discord. Satan is the one who's into violence and, and hatred and uh, lack of civility. So I see an increasing influence of Satan in this country, and I think, you know, I think it's a problem. If somebody's a righteous person, nice person, yeah. do they have anything to fear from Satan or any demonic possession? No, uh, basically, no. I mean, basically, we live a good life. Uh, and you, you trust in God and believe and practice your faith, and, and you'll be fine. Uh, at times, sadly, uh, sometimes bad things can happen to, to uh, good people uh, because of something that was done to them by somebody else. And, you know, people say, well, it's not fair. I say, well, you know, your mother told you, you know, life is not fair. Uh, so, but generally speaking, no, they're fine, and uh, they shouldn't worry about it uh, I do encourage people to use what we call sacramentals, you know, in your house. Mm -hmm. You know, put crosses up and you bless crosses up. You use holy water. You have holy pictures. We say the rosary every day or pray as a family every day. And uh, we shouldn't, again, we shouldn't uh, focus too much on Satan, but rather focus on the Lord. You know, God loves us, uh, wants to welcome us into his, his home. Uh, he showers his love and grace and compassion on us. So we've got to focus on the Lord and, and bring the Lord into our lives and allow him and open the door to him. Uh, and that's where our focus should be. How do you distinguish the difference between someone who is possessed or someone who might have a real mental disorder? Yeah, it's a toughie. I mean, as, you, as I said, I'm a licensed psychologist. And so sometimes, uh, many, many times, uh, in, in these things can masquerade as psychological problems or might be real psychological problems. Many times people coming to me are, don't have, uh, they're not possessed. I think they are, but they're, 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 for, for example, there was, I mean, the difference between you know, someone's really truly psychotic uh, versus being possessed. But there are signs, you know, there's a typical signs of, of a psychotic disorder, which I look for. And if they have that, I, I, I don't, I don't exercise them, of course. Right. Um, you refer them to somebody else. Yeah, and although I would say that actually with most of our people, we do a combination of psychotherapy and and exorcisms, even when they really are possessed, because sure. they'll they'll need some sort of clinical healing as well, because we want to heal those inner wounds uh, that Satan can exploit. So typically we'll we'll have them see therapists. At the same time, we're uh, praying over them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.